Looking for a pair of affordable, stylish sunglasses that are perfect for running? Knockaround high-quality shades go that extra mile. Starting at only $20, Knockaround sunglasses are offered with both UV 400 protection and polarized lenses. Visit knockaround.com for high-quality shades, priced as cool as they look. Slip them on and go. Rothy's comfortable, washable, and sustainable shoes and bags make getting dressed easy. Check out all the amazing shoes, bags, and masks available right now at rothys.com AMR. StoryWorth makes you love her more. Give your mom the most meaningful gift this year and get started right away without the need for shipping by going to storyworth.com AMR to get $10 off your first purchase. Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. I'm joined by Liz Waterstrot. Hello, Liz. How are you? Hi, Sarah. Doing well today. How's Portland? Oh, so beautifully sunny. We have just had a stretch of glorious weather. Oh my goodness, just so beautiful. So that's good. Yes, yes. And what have you been up to of interest late? Well, you know, watching the car school people roll <laughs> up and down my hill, like I sent you the other day, yes. it's been the highlight of my week, as you can tell from my laughing. <laughs> I just, I still can't believe they teach kids how to drive a standard car. That's also what my husband said to me too. He said that they just don't make a lot of cars like that. They don't. Yeah. Yeah. How special that I get to see maybe what's, you know, a very rare thing these days. Exactly. <laughs> a dying breed, a dying <laughs> breed. So now did you do a race this weekend or was that just Coach Jen? No. I realize Coach, you're two separate people. We, yeah. are, we actually are two separate people <laughs> divided by about 60 miles. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. I did not race this weekend. I just, you know, did, did my normal life. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Nice. Nice. I had a great Sunday. I now Molly, my best running friend and I have turned Sunday into something of a just a make your own adventure day. And so we walked and then swam and the pool doesn't open till 11, so that kind of puts us into a different time frame than we usually work out. And then we decided we would get acai bowls. And so I looked it up and found one in this town that we rarely, rarely ever go to. It's called Lake Oswego. And so we drove there and it was, it felt like being on vacation because it's a very different place than Portland. It's, it feels like the East coast. It's, um, oh, uh, very kind of preppy and very yeah. manicured and all the things that Portland is not. And, um, oh, you know, as the name implies, there is a lake there. And so we had our acai bowls um, overlooking the lake and it was just so glorious. And Molly was like, oh my gosh, they have lower taxes. They have better schools. Why don't we move here? And I'm like, because it reminds me of where I grew up and I moved 3000 miles away from there. Wait, wait, wait. Was this just time with a friend or was this a date? Oh. Was this... <laughs> <laughs> this this sounds like the best first date ever with your best running friend. It is. It's so funny because 
because it is something I should be, we should each be doing with our husband. And oh, because we oh. sat on a park bench to eat the cure bowls. And I mean, there weren't little birds braiding our hair, but there very well could have been. You know, we we're seated under um, cherry trees with the blossoms just in full bloom. And it was, it was quite lovely. And then we, we even went to a Whole Foods and because I had to pick up Orzo for dinner that night. And it was the most different Whole Foods I've ever been in. And, you know, when Dim and I traveled a lot, we, we've been to a lot of Whole Foods across this country. And it's the only yeah. one that had a very different vibe. It was very um, futuristic and at the same time, very Stepford Wives. Mm-hmm. Like, like the organic um, produce section was sectioned off by a huge glass wall. As if, you know, don't you go getting any of your conventional pesticides or dirt on our organic produce. Um, Yeah, I mean, it was sort of, I expected sort of see George Jetson robots and uh, I don't know. um, It was, it was, it was wild. And so, yeah, it was was a ton of fun and very impromptu, which I like. This conversation took a very strange detour, but I'll go with it. I'll go with it in the spirit of not being scripted. Um, the best, since we're on the topic, the best Whole Foods I have ever been in was in Henderson, Nevada. So right outside oh. of Las Vegas. Yeah, they had three different kale salads. I, I am a big fan of kale. Uh-huh. And it was just this delicious kale salad. So I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll put it in vote for Henderson and you can keep yours for. Oh, no. Oh, see, I didn't like the one in Lake Oswego. Particularly well, you didn't because, like it. No, it seemed, well, it seemed very sterile. Not that, not that a Whole oh. Foods typically has any personality, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but that it, it also seemed a little pretend store-like because it, it was spacious. Yet when you looked around, it didn't really have all that many things. It had a lot of prepackaged food like meals. Mm. And then um, they only had two flavors of Kavita, which is the probiotic. That's it. Yeah. I would have walked right out. Are you a Kavita fan or are you making fun of me? I'm not. Is that kombucha? It's uh, it's a, like a kombucha. Mm-hmm. It's kom- kombucha adjacent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, yeah, <laughs> I, I love could be a West Coast thing, Sarah. Um, because the but the most amazing Whole Foods I've ever been in. We do not get promotional fees paid for by Whole Foods. Um, uh, is in Darien, Connecticut, which is not too far Ooh. from where I grew up. A very a world away from where I grew up, but um, and it was I went there with my best friend Chalkley, who now lives in Hudson valley new york um or she lives in catskill new york but anyway in the the hudson valley as if people care where my best friend lives i don't know why i added that detail but anyway so she and i went to the darian whole foods and it was like going to a food museum it was just one amazing display after another i've never seen more varieties of olives hey you know what yes it this should be like a spin-off podcast for another mother runner because as a mom, and I know the moms out there are going to feel this, I spend a lot of time in the grocery store. Uh-huh. And it could be just a whole podcast of the best grocery store, the funniest experience, you know, the checker at your local Albertsons. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And then a whole episode on Trader Joe crushes, which I have alluded to on this oh. show before. I'm I'm fostering a new Trader Joe crush and it's very... It goes in line with me liking Tony Soprano from The Sopranos. It is he is oh, not boy. who you would think would be a, a crush worthy. Um, his name's Andre, 
And he pointed out that we're the same age. Uh, <laughs> I, I kind of think that in their training manual, they have to talk to you. Like it's not, it's not as if you walk through this golden ray of sunshine and he's, he wants to get to know you. That's his job. And he's probably being evaluated. No, but during the, during the pandemic, one of the things I have truly missed the most is my interaction with Trader Joe employees and that, that, you know, and, and behind the plexiglass and you're both wearing masks and maybe they're wearing a face shield, you know, it's really hard to hear people. So I found that they, they haven't talked as much. And so the fact that Andre was talking to me last night and we were sharing some laughs, it, it, just humanized the place all over again. And it, it felt like old times. It was really quite lovely. So yeah, around here, they don't have the plexiglass at our Trader mm-hmm. Joe's. Instead, oh. They make you stand about mm-hmm. six feet back. They have mm-hmm. little hibiscus stickers on the Oh, floor. we got those too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. you stand back there and then they end up just talking to their person who's bagging groceries. And so precisely yeah, mm-hmm. it's become a little bit more of a, you know, sterile experience, I guess. Exactly. And that's, to me, one of the things I love best about Trader Joe's, and there are many things I love, is the the humanity and the interaction and the, the la- I mean, please, the my former Trader Joe's crush, he, he promoted our first book. I gave him postcards for Run Like a Mother, and he handed them out to women that he thought would be interested in it. That's, I mean. That's incredible. That's why we need the spinoff podcast. <laughs> And will you be my co-host? <laughs> oh, absolutely. I, I'm telling you, three, maybe four times a week, I'm at the grocery store. There's no better expert. <laughs> my gosh, it is funny because we've been debating doing another spinoff because we have so many advertisers, not Trader Joe's and Whole Foods, though, who want to be on the show. And we're like, we're sorry, we're all full. We don't have any inventory. <laughs> Line them right up. Send them my way. I'll talk with them. <laughs> And the fact that you you read ads, I mean, please, it's a match made in heaven. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Well, all right. So today's guest is someone that Dimity, you know, my the AMR co-founder and I have known for decades, literally decades, back to our days in the magazine world. It is Megan B. Murphy, and she is many things. She's an author, an editor, an on-air personality, a lifestyle and health expert and influencer a mom of three elementary school-age kids, and a certified trainer. I should have taken a bigger breath before I said that. Megan is a native of New Jersey, which I mentioned because she's very New Jersey proud. Megan was recently named editor-in-chief of Woman's Day, which turns out is the number one selling magazine on newsstands. Prior to that, Megan was executive editor at Good Housekeeping for six years. And back in the day when Dimity and I knew her so well, she was fitness editor at Self Magazine. The reason we're having her on today is because Megan's book, Your Fully Charged Life, a radically simple approach to having endless energy and filling every day with yay, debuted last month. Liz and I will gab with Megan after this break. Stay with us. Here in Portland, the last 10 days have been so gloriously sunny. I've even started wearing sunglasses on my early morning runs because the brim of my hat isn't nearly enough. Lucky me, I have a brand new pair of knockaround sunglasses. No matter how many miles I put in, these affordable, stylish sunglasses are so comfy. I barely realize I have them on, except for how protected my eyes feel. And well, how cool I know I look in them. Not familiar with Knockaround? Here's a bit of 411. Knockaround pioneered the affordably priced, high quality sunglasses category in 2005. Now an industry leader, Knockaround has deep roots in SoCal, specifically San Diego, which is I'm pretty much sunny 365 days a year. 
Knockaround sunglasses have been featured in GQ, Us Weekly, and The Today Show, and have been worn by several celebrities including Matthew McConaughey, Natalie Portman, Snoop Dogg, and John Legend. A few product specifics. Knockarounds have a super lightweight and durable polycarbonate frame. They offer a polarized option to knock out glare. They have impact-resistant lenses with FDA-approved full UV400 sun protection. Knockarounds are available in tons of fun colors to match your race day gear, and they're priced starting at $20. I'll be telling you more about Knockaround sunglasses in the coming weeks, including a grand unveiling. In the meantime, visit knockaround.com to shop high-quality shades priced as cool as they look. That's K-N-O-C-K-A-R-O-U-N-D.com. Knockaround.com. It's officially Earth Month, and we just commemorate Earth Day, yet we should all strive to be better for our planet every day. That's one of the many reasons I love my Rothy's. Rothy's shoes, like its bags and masks, are carefully crafted with eco-friendly materials like repurposed plastic water bottles and marine plastic. In addition to being friendly to Mother Earth, Rothy's shoes are straight out of the box comfortable with zero break-in period thanks to their seamless knit-to-shape design. Rothy's are knit with thread made from plastic water bottles. So far, Rothy's has transformed more than 78 million bottles, yay, into beautiful shoes, handbags, and face masks. With a range of styles to choose from, Rothy's shoes are the perfect way to add some comfort and style to your closet. I was enticed by Rothy's ever-changing array of colors, prints, and patterns. I'm kicking it in the sneaker in gray camo. It goes with pretty much everything in my wardrobe and suits my work-from-home mother-runner lifestyle. Although after chatting with today's guest, Megan, I'm thinking I need to pump up the jam with the loafer in Sunset, a vibrant shade of orange. As promised, the Rothy's felt, feel like a smooth hug on my foot from the moment I slipped them onto my feet. I'm also pleased Rothy's runs true to size. I'm a women's 10 in dress shoes, and a Rothy's 10 fit me perfectly. Check out all the amazing shoes, bags, and masks available right now at rothys.com AMR. That's rothys.com, R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash AMR. Style and sustainability meet to create your new favorites. Head to rothys.com slash AMR today. If there's ever been a year to make the moms in your life feel loved and appreciated on Mother's Day, it's this one. In the last year, my mom was an integral part of our lives as we worked through school closures, busy careers, remote learning, and other obstacles. We are incredibly grateful for all mom did and continues to do for us, and that's why this Mother's Day, I'm honoring my mom with a heartfelt, sentimental gift the whole family can treasure together forever, StoryWorth. StoryWorth is offering $10 off your first purchase at storyworth.com AMR. Here's how it works. Every week, StoryWorth emails your mom with a different story prompt, questions you've never thought to ask, like, how did you celebrate your 30th birthday? Or, what were your neighbors like when you were a child? My mom shared how growing up in Brooklyn, New York, she was surrounded by multi-generational families who all emigrated from the same small town in Italy, bringing their family to America for a future of opportunities. She talked about how special it was to grow up so close to her grandparents, which is exactly how I feel about having her so close to my own family. After one year, StoryWorth will compile all of your mom's stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that's shipped for free. What a delightful way to not only celebrate Mother's Day, but celebrate your mom every day with a book the whole family can read. Give your mom the most meaningful gift this Mother's Day with StoryWorth. Get started right away with no shipping required by going to storyworth.com AMR you'll get $10 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash AMR for $10 off. 
Hi, just a quick trigger warning. Our guest talks candidly and briefly about suicide and eating disorders. If you'd rather skip that, you can join us at the 24-minute mark. Welcome, Megan. It is a delight to be talking with you. Yay! <laughs> I say that a lot. Ba boom cha. Yes. Probably should turn it into a drinking game. Yay! That's awesome because we do have we have noon drinking games occasionally with our podcast. So right there, you've done my work for me. <laughs> well, it's always it's always five o'clock somewhere. Yes. <laughs> so Megan, in addition to shouting yay all day long, which has got to be exhausting. What oh, are you no, doing? Not at all. Oh, <laughs> see, and I want to tap into this endless it's energy. Energizing. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, so what are you doing for workouts these days? Do you, do you have energy left over for the workouts? Oh, I get my energy from the workouts. Um, my, my workouts are non-negotiable. The pandemic has been hard for me because I am a group fitness girl. I thrive on the energy of a room. I thrive on the company of others. You know, I've had this Dawn Patrol Good Vibe tribe for years, Mm. um, and that was really my breakfast club. And, you know, we went through so many hard times together through, you know, deaths and loss of jobs and like just all the things. This was my crew. And when the pandemic struck and it was like, okay, you can't go to Orange Theory or Alpha or, you know, Home Power Yoga at five o'clock in the morning with your friends, what do you do? And Zoom doesn't quite cut it for me, I got to be honest. And like the Peloton doesn't quite cut it for me. I am that person giving the virtual high fives Mm -hmm. to try to create a sense of community, but it's not the same for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I also returned to running. I hadn't really run distance since my marathon days. So I used to be a pretty big marathoner, ran New York and San Francisco and, and loved to run. But I, my workout time is five in the morning and it would be dark and it wouldn't really be possible. And it was a little too solo. I just enjoyed the company. Mm-hmm. So I really started becoming a gym girl. And the, the most running I was doing was sprints in an orange theory class or five K's with my kids on a weekend. We have like a pizza run and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I just run and sometimes I crun, which is my cry running, um, oh, but nice. I process it all and, and I, and I need it. I needed my distance runs again. Um, I've been so happy this week because it gets lighter earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was out the door at 6.09 this morning, which was so magical um, and ran until I ran a little too long because I got caught up in my happiness. Um, and I ran till 7.24 and my kids need to be at school at eight o'clock. So it was a little bit like, okay, everybody get out of bed, get your uniforms on, eat the breakfast, decide on what you want for lunch, snacks in the bag. Did you brush your teeth? Like it was, a, it made it a little h- hectic subsequently, but um, it was like magical. And I feel like I have to tell every, cause I know your audience obviously loves to run. This was so amazing for me this morning. I had been running the same kind of path course, kind of autopilot-y for a while. And I was kind of in a rut this morning and I was like, not as excited about getting up and out. And so I completely ran a different direction and saw different things and stopped and took a bunch of pictures and really just changing the scenery changed my perspective. And I felt so much more energized and excited, um, not just about running, but about life when I got home. Nice. Nice. That's that's great. So I love that you have BGFs. What best gym friends. Oh yeah. Best, best gym yeah. friends. 
Sarah's got a BRF. I have BSFs, my best swimming friends, but we, like you said, we need that community. Um, and, and I love that you changed your route today. Sometimes it's just those little things, you know, it's, and and sometimes you don't even think about it. And like you said, you get stuck in a rut and it's just change it, turning around and going the other way. And it was a very active choice for me because I'm like, why aren't I excited? I get to run this morning. Like the sun is up earlier. I get to do this. Why do I feel eh? Mm -hmm. And I was like, I need to change the scenery. Mm -hmm. I need to see things differently because I'm starting to feel Groundhog's Mm Day-ish. And I got to snap out of that. (laughs) So so I got to ask, so on on a wreck, I mean, you are just a ball of energy. And I, I mean, it's just... It, it takes a lot of energy to emit that positivity you would think, but, but you make it look easy. So what's your secret? Is it like a, a venti Starbucks or, or a diet Coke, which I think was in your hand. What's the secret? Oh, I love these little airplane sized diet Cokes. It's definitely a treat for me. I do love a little airplane sized diet Coke, but it has nothing to do with my energy level. Um, I train to live this way, the same way I've trained to run a marathon or a 10K or a 5K. I have trained to to prioritize positivity and to live with optimism and joy. Um, But it was a training regimen. And and that's the beauty of our brains. That's the beauty of neuroplasticity. um, That when you choose something again and again and again, that becomes the path, right? So I had to actively really work very hard at, at choosing happiness and doing happy. Um, and it was like a long journey for me. I talk about it in the book. I, I was a grumpy kid. My nickname mm-hmm. was grumpy. Mm-hmm. I was very angsty. Um, I had big swells of surging emotions that I didn't know what to do with. Um, I was miserable. I was the ultimate pessimist. Um, and that led to some really troubled teen years, right? When you don't know what to do with those emotions, those emotions lead you to bad things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I had a raging eating disorder. I wound up, you know, passing out on a soccer field mm. and um, having to be hospitalized in an eating disorder program. And my best friend who was also sick, her parents and my parents were friends. She, you know, calls me up in my hospital room is like, okay, um, my parents are admitting me too. great. I'm like, no, we got this, whatever, just get here. Mm. And, and sadly, tragically, surreally, she jumped out of the car en route to the hospital program and died. And so I'm now 16, raging eating disorder, hospitalized, sad, because this is the first loss I've experienced in my life, um, and, and guilty, feeling really guilty that um, that I played a role in, in her suicide. Um, and it was tough and tough and, the, and the, the path through was hard, right? I mean, I went through a lot of therapy and and did a lot of work to sort of become a functioning human. Um, but it wasn't like I, you know, had this easy path to happiness. Like the, my, my path to where I am today, where some people joke that I fart rainbows was, was hard earned and it was a long time coming. And so, you know, I wrote a, a powerful essay about my, my adversity and what I had overcome. And that essay wound up winning me a $10,000 scholarship. And I was featured on an NBC special that was a pretty big deal because Trisha Yearwood performed. Mm. Not that I liked country music or knew who the hell she was, but <laughs> um, Don Johnson and Bob Costas were the presenters. And I got all this national attention, which ultimately led to me being um, 
connected with YM Magazine who wanted to tell my story. And I said, sure, you can tell my story, but I'm definitely going to write it. And can I start as an intern on Monday? Okay, thanks. Oh, um, awesome. It was really fearless, right? I had been through so much crap. It, it was like easy to show up, right? Like, okay, we're going to tell me no. My best friend's dead and I just got out of the hospital. Like, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's sort of my, I always like to think about it this way. There are gifts and all adversity. And by making my mess my message and writing about it and sharing, you know, it really opened a lot of doors for me. I wound up having this really successful magazine career that ultimately led me to Cosmopolitan Magazine, which was where I really started to plant the seeds of a fully charged life. It was it was at Cosmo where I was assigned this story called The Seven Secrets of Happiness, where I really began to understand the fields of positive psychology and, and began to sort of know and realize for the first time that the reason all those annoying, don't worry, be happy platitudes annoyed me is because, because you can't be happy unless you learn how to do happy. And that happiness really is truly an active state of being versus a passive state. Uh, it's, an, it's an active state of doing versus a passive state of being. Mm -hmm. And in order to be happy, you have to do happy. And there are choices. There are things all of us can do every single day, small things to inch toward happiness. Something as small as changing my running route to change the way mm -hmm. I was seeing the world, to re-energize, to feel those little lightning bolts of electricity. Um, and so it wasn't like I woke up the next day and I'm like, oh, I choose happy. I'm going to do happy today. <laughs> but it, But I understood that there was a, a different way to live and maybe it was a better way to live maybe being grumpy and you know sullen and sulky and and sort of angsty and miserable wasn't the right path and then i landed at self magazine um which i think is where i first met you sarah yeah yeah i was a fitness director and the deputy editor there for nine years and as that fitness director and deputy editor i was working on the self challenge which was a really incredible program that helped people reach their goals their their exercise goals, their diet goals, their motivation goals, just like their soul goals really helped people to be the best version of themselves. And in that time, I was really internalizing all of those strategies, tips and tricks and trying them on myself, using myself as a guinea pig. And I got happy. And in that same nine year span, I wound up marrying my brother's best friend, mm -hmm. um, having three kids and just living a life that really felt full and joyful and happy. And I was in a really good spot. And then of course, good housekeeping called and I was just about to move to the suburbs and buy a house. So I was like, oh, well, yeah, I should totally go to good housekeeping now because that makes sense. I'm about to be a homeowner. <laughs> um, and so then I jumped over to, to good housekeeping and that's where I got tested again. Um, my dad, who was really my biggest cheerleader in my person, the book is dedicated to him and I talk about him in the acknowledgements. He got pancreatic cancer, stage four pancreatic cancer and he was gone in five months, which was mm. brutal, right? Like just brutal. Mm -hmm. um, and I kind of had a, sort of a turning point moment during a chemo session that I had joined him with where I kind of looked at him getting pumped with those chemicals and I said, dad, I'm not giving up. You know, I love you very much. We are dealing with stage four pancreatic cancer here, you know? Um, and anybody who watched Alex Trebek's journey knows it's not an easy one. Mm -hmm. um, and I just said, how do you want to be remembered? What do you want your legacy to be? And he was very clear. And, and, and in that same breath where I was hearing how he wanted to be remembered and crying my eyes out, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I, this was my person and I was not about to lose him, mm -hmm. but the gift 
the gift, because there's gifts in all adversity of a terminal cancer diagnosis is that you do get to try on the idea of losing that person. You get, you get to say goodbye, right? You lose somebody in a car accident, you don't get that, that gift. Mm -hmm. So I'll silver line anything. Mm. But in that same breath, I said to myself, well, how the hell do you want to be remembered? You get this opportunity right now at 40 years old to decide how you want to be remembered. And it was so clear to me, so glaringly clear that how I wanted to be remembered was as a force of positive energy. And I wanted to help people transform the way I had because I was like an angsty, miserable human being. And, and now I'm a person who lives with optimism and joy. And even in crap situations, I have a much easier time getting through them because I, I have all of these tricks and strategies that help me, um, you know, have grit and grace under pressure. Mm -hmm. And so that was when I set out to write your fully charged life. Um, like it was, it was like at that moment, it was like a no brainer. I'm like, this is exactly what I need to do exactly right here, right now, exactly what I need to do. And I went for it. And, and I'm really proud to have finished it during a pandemic. Yeah. So you mentioned the pandemic and um, the this question is about that. Your, your book's been summed up as a high energy guide to living with presence, optimism, and joy one yay at a time. So, you know, with that in mind, we got to address what I suspect a lot of gals are thinking that, you know, these past 13 plus months have been the most challenging time of, I would wager almost any woman's life, especially as moms. And you know, you had to rough it yourself. You're a full-time, you know, you have a full-time high demand job. You have three young kids in distance learning. It seemed for part of the time, at least, mm -hmm. you know, the whole bit. So, you know, is it realistic to suggest women rally right now or how, how, you know, is it a different type of rally than it would be in the before times? So here's the key, right? There's always going to be hard times and, and sometimes you can't impact the what's happening to you, but you can always, you can always affect and control your reaction. Mm -hmm. I did not really anticipate releasing a book during a pandemic or finishing a book back last April while homeschooling three kids and starting a job as the editor-in-chief of Women's Day. Mm -hmm. um, and the testament to this book and these tips and tricks and strategies is that I leaned into them and, and used this book and, and the advice in this book more than I ever thought I, I, would. Um, mm. And I wound up getting COVID and leaning into the book and the strategies and the tips and tricks even more. Um, this book is really, it's a toolkit. It's, mm -hmm. it's not a makeover. It's not, it's not a guide. It's a toolkit. It is all kinds of tips and tricks and strategies. Some you can roll your eye out and some are going to be the game changer that helps you wake up and realize tomorrow could be more awesome. Um, you know, it's been, it's been a year, right? Mm -hmm. And I think what, what we all need right now is resilience. And I, I think what living fully charged does is give you that resilience so that you can handle things with grit and grace in really hard times. Megan, I, I'm just going to be quite blunt with you. The, on, on paper, there's, you could add up to a person that some people don't like, and I just adore you. Like I oh. just... Just like, I don't know, you, you are your authentic self. And so I, I have, obviously I have my, my share of haters and I say high five the haters and eventually those haters often come around and ask if I'm hiring. Um, I think the key is if you don't get me, I'm easy to dislike, right? Because I might be everything you're not or everything you 
right? Like yeah. you might think I'm toxically positive. I don't just look on the bright side. I look on all the sides. I see what sucks. I just decide not to live there, right? I, I choose sunshine. I prefer to live this way. It's a much nicer way to live. But if you have never tasted the sun, the, the sunshine, you just might, you might just not get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's the thing is like, I feel like as long as I'm true to my core beliefs, I'm always kind. Um, I have confidence. I, I, I act and live in a way that feels good to me. Um, and it attracts a lot of good. I just, you know, I can't let those, that little bit of, that little bit of noise, that little bit of negativity be louder than all the good that I create. All the, the DMs I get of people who are like, oh my gosh, I took the advice and, you changed my life, right? Like there's a lot of that too. And then maybe there's three people who are like, you're political because you said Black Lives Matter. And I'm like, well, F you, we would never be friends. <laughs> like, because <laughs> guess what? Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Give me one star on Amazon. Suck it. <laughs> so, so Megan, you mentioned DMs and, and that makes me think about your Instagram feed, which is a, a, a lovely, vibrant you know, very, you have a great sense of style. I mean, even what you're wearing today, you've got a sweater with lightning bolts. And one of the things I found interesting in your, in your book was you were talking about the influence of clothing and accessories Mm -hmm. and how those can add some energy and, and yay to someone's day. So can you talk a little more about that? So I call it dopamine dressing. And I really just talk about dressing the way you want to feel. I mean, you you always hear that old advice, like dress for the job you want. Well, I say dress for the life you want, right? Mm -hmm. I was a theater major. I was an actress. So I'm sure this comes from my costumey background. But it was like, if you're going on stage and you're playing a doctor, you're not wearing a fireman's uniform, right? So like, how do I want to approach my life? Am I going to a funeral and wearing all black or am I going to a party? And I'm going to wear bright, vibrant colors and things that make me feel uplifted and joyful. And, and I mean, I'm flashy, right? I like all the emoji patterns, pink glasses, because that brings me joy and that helps me find my yay. And that's how I want to feel. You don't have to be flashy to, to sort of, uh, you know, tap into that power dressing. You could simply wear crazy socks. Like my husband will be like, you know, business from the ankles up. But then, you know, if you were to get a flash an ankle, it's like pizza, or tacos, or, you know, like, dancing hamburgers, whatever, like, you know, how is it that you create that little bit of a joy for yourself? Is it like a really fun earring, a fun pair of shoes, like, just thinking about the way you get dressed a little differently. I know during the pandemic, when I wore pants that buttoned, I felt better than when I wore sweats into sweats, right? I felt better when I blow dried my hair and put on a swipe of mascara, Versus when I went from like top knot because my hair was finally long to top knot, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's funny. I typically only wear um, sweatpants or leggings on the weekend because I really feel I need to have a distinction. You know, I, I've always worked from home or I've worked from home for yeah. more than two decades. And and I just feel I need that distinction between work week and weekend. Yeah, it's called enclosed cognition. I mean, your clothes truly do have the power to impact your mood. Um, the interesting thing with the research though, is it's your perception of that outfit that matters, not the outfit itself. So if you perceive pants that button as the game changer, well, then that's the game changer for you. Mm. Like, so for me, it's the emoji as patent, like it's whatever you associate Mm -hmm. with power dressing that impacts your mood. Mm -hmm. So there's no science. There's not like, okay, this is the mood boosting outfit of the day. This works for everyone. Nope. 
Right. It's whatever you think that outfit is. Right. I just realized I must have subliminally been thinking of you when I dressed today because I'm wearing uh, Kelly green um, pants that I got at a Gap actually in New Jersey. Um, oh my goodness. <laughs> Aunt Timothy and I had a house party at, she's the editor in chief now of ESPN, the magazine. Yeah. And so, and we had, this is a sidebar, but um, we had a little bit of time to kill. So we went, forgetting what town it is. And we went shopping. Well, we were downtown and Dimity was like, I'm really tired. I'm just going to crank the car, you know, rental car seat back and I'm going to take a nap. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to pop into this gap. And that was, gosh, I think eight years ago. And I still your green pants. And, and they button yeah uh-huh. so. jersey strong <laughs> yeah. um, um so do you think and the same thing carries over with what you wear for w- when you're running wouldn't you say oh gosh yeah well yeah. it's funny too so now that i returned to distance running i needed a new workout wardrobe mm. um i need it I, I was like, oh my gosh, I no longer have like those really good long sleeve technical tees with thumb holes. Mm-hmm. I need thumb holes, especially because I wear like 932 bracelets that I never took off, take <laughs> off. I have like the ultimate arm party that doesn't come off. So I need like a shirt, a long sleeve shirt with an arm with a thumb hole, just so that my bracelets stay in check. <laughs> You've got spurs that jingle, jangle, jingle. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh. So like when I was a marathon runner, like you had like an iPod, like an iPod that you clipped. Remember those little square iPods that you clipped to your shirt? Yeah, the shuffle. Shuffle, okay. So like, okay, when I was like in my glory running days, I had a shuffle. Now I have a freaking cell phone with like Spotify. I'm like, now I only need the leggings with the pocket that I can put my cell phone in so that I can, you know, run more comfortably. Like the it all changed, right? Because I was just sprinting and doing fun runs with my kids. Now I'll go out for an hour and I want to be comfortable and I, and it's my time and my needs changed. My running needs changed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I do look crazy though. When I, my, I mean, my leggings are nuts, bright colors. And then I'll go pick up my daughter at school and she's like, Oh mom, you said you were going to shower. And I was like, Oh, I just squeezed in a run. Sorry. Particularly now that she's approached, is, is she 10 or is she 11 yet? 10 10 yeah so she's approaching well, that i'm inf- embarrassed by my mom phase uh-huh. she informed me too she's she's 11 in three months oh. just just so i'm clear <laughs> <laughs> um so okay talking about running that you alluded earlier that you went a different direction than you typically do on your run so what are some other ways to add a spark to runs because you know as you prove even the sunniest of dispositions can get into a rut yeah, I love I love wacky sneakers. I love Brooks sneakers. So I have like ice cream, the ice cream cone ones. I have flag ones. I have plaid ones. I have St. Patrick's Day ones. I love like themey wacky sneakers that people like drive by and you're like, wait, what? Can I stick your feet again? Um, I love crazy socks. I love sock guy. I have all themed socks. I have like wine glass socks and ladybug socks and sunflower socks and lightning bolt socks that I pull up really high just to make sure everybody sees them. Um, I love like wild, crazy leggings, but the most important thing to me in the legging is the pocket. Like I Mm. need the pocket for my phone. I like my phone at my thigh, even though sometimes I wind up taking pictures of my thigh. I like the (laughs) thigh pocket. Um, and I'm like new to Spotify, which I know makes me sound so lame, 
but I'm like new to Spotify and I love, I love music. Oh, I love music. Wait, what did you do before you had Spotify? Don't tell I, me you were still listening to like MP3s. I, well, no, I, I was running in silence. Oh, look at that. All right. Yeah. Um, cause it, and not for any other reason than I couldn't figure out the tech. <laughs> and I was finally said to my husband, I'm like, can you make my phone play music? How? <laughs> and he's like, uh, yeah, just use the Spotify app. And I was like, oh, can you do that? Make it go. And that's so now once I figured that out. Oh yeah, I'm God. not very tech savvy. I was just um, about to say you don't look geriatric, but you sure. Just not, I know. Sometimes it's funny. I have some old lady tendencies and some old lady sayings where my husband are like, seriously, are you 45 or 95? Like what <laughs> just came out of your mouth? But that is, pre- and I'm a hat runner too. I love, I've been stealing my son's baby Yoda knit hat and I don't know. And it's like almost too hot for it now, but I just love it. I just love the idea that I'm just like headed out literally and figuratively with baby Yoda. That oh just my. gives me joy and it makes me feel like all the forces are with me. Oh my gosh. So that. Um, and those would, and I, and I like my AirPods. I really do like my AirPods. Um, so I have to tell you, you do need to, um, make your husband, uh, figure out how to get a, on rock my run. It's an app that has these mixes and another mother runner Ooh. does fabulous high energy mixes, Megan. Oh, so. that's good. Cause like the worst thing for me is like, if show tunes come on, <laughs> No, thank you. And I weirdly, even though I'm from Jersey, like I don't want to run to Bon Jovi or Bruce. Like I love Justin Bieber. I like Britney. Like I, right. Like I'm poppy. I'm like, I'm like poppy. If it's trending on TikTok, I probably want to run to it. Oh goodness. Um, Well, Megan, your, your energy is just contagious and enthusiastic, but I've got to ask, has there ever been a situation you couldn't just yay yourself out of or, or see the bright side in? I mean, have you, have you ever just gotten stuck? Oh, I get stuck every day, mm-hmm. but I understand that every time I'm stuck, there's an action step forward, right? Um, you know, I, this has been, I've struggled. I mean, like, God, I freaking had COVID. My three kids had COVID. My husband had COVID. My 71 mom had COVID. And I'm like about to launch a book. I had three, three weeks before my book release, we all got COVID mm. and I had to cancel, postpone my audiobook, and they were talking about getting a narrator. Uh, I was about to have a heart attack. I'm like, um, you know, nobody can read my book for yeah, me. No way. Um, losing my mind. Like losing. So, okay. So in that moment where I'm like, why me? Why me? Why me? I do use some of my cognitive reappraisal. I I reframe what's lame, and then, and then I change it to why not me. And then I assign purpose to any struggle. Anytime I'm stuck, I look for purpose. And so like in an instance like that, an example of getting COVID, okay. When I got COVID, I felt really helpless. I had called my doctor. I didn't get a response. I'm asthmatic. I've been in the hospital for pneumonia before. I was scared. And so, okay, what's the purpose of this struggle? You know what? My purpose is to give other women a toolkit for recovery, other families, a toolkit for recovery. Um, I know Dr. Daria. I've had her on my podcast. She's you know, a COVID correspondent on CNN, I'm going to get a toolkit and I'm going to, I'm going to share it with the world. I have lots of platforms and also I'm going to help destigmatize this for other families who, who I know had it and lied about it because they were too embarrassed. So I'm going to destigmatize it. And then once I start to give myself that purpose, I start to see a way through. 
Um, and I'll do that in any situation. When any when anytime things feel hard, I will change it to a why not me versus a why me and look for purpose. Um, and then I will do the things in my toolkit that I know inch me forward. And, and the thing about your fully charged life, the book really does sort of look, it's almost, I was, it was with Maria Menounos the other day and and her husband was talking about it as sort of a self-help almanac. He's like, it's basically the best of self-help tips put into practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that's a lot of what it is. I've been a service journalist for 25 years. Really, these are actionable self-help type tips that actually work. And I think that's my secret sauce as a journalist and as an author is that I'm going to take the science and I'm going to fun filter it and then give you action steps forward. Um, And it's not because the self-help section of a bookstore is the last part of a bookstore I ever visit. Yeah. It makes me want to punch myself in the face. Like I, (laughs) I hate to almost call myself self-helpy, but I'm helping people. Yeah. Um, yeah, but so, because it, your your book doesn't read like a self help book. No, I, you know? I hope and not. It, I mean, it's know, I don't. I don't hear. I don't hear. You know, I don't smell patchouli as I'm reading it. I don't hear chimes. You know, it's no. And I'm the first person to say that. Like, you know, I don't have crystals in my pocket. I'm not burning <laughs> sage. You know, I can't meditate. Although I did add that tool to my toolkit um, when I had COVID. But it's really like, I'm going to tell you these things. I'm going to tell you what the science says. And I'm going to say, tell you how I actually put it into practice and and maybe some interesting ways to put something into practice. Like for instance, gratitude, man, gratitude is the secret sauce in life. But I don't know about you all, but when I was told to keep a gratitude diary, I yawned, did it once and never did it again because it felt like homework and I don't need any more homework, right? Like that's too homeworky. So if you reframe that and you sort of think, well, what made you say yay today? I mean, that's what I ask myself and I ask my kids. It's a way of pausing to appreciate life. It's a way of practicing gratitude. It's just more fun. Okay, so I'm intrigued that that you say you um, experimented with meditation while you had COVID. Um, and, you know, certainly when you talk about gratitude in the book, I thought, oh, I bet she meditates. You know, that's such a, a tentpole of meditation. So have you given it up then since you did, it wasn't something that resonated and stuck with you? So here's the thing. So I write about gratitude in the book and I, and I had interviewed Dan Harris who wrote 10% Happier on my podcast. And I think he's brilliant. And and it was the first time like, okay, five minutes of meditation a day. Maybe I could wrap my head around that, but I don't sit still easily. And if I do sit still, I've got three kids and a dog on me, right? Like that's my reality. Um, it doesn't mean I don't understand the value of meditation, that I don't understand the science behind having a meditation practice. Um, I'm always mindful. I mean, to be honest, the way I ran in a different direction today, noticing new things is, is a way of, it's, it's almost a moving meditation. It's a mindfulness mm-hmm. practice. Um, but when I was in the throes of COVID and I was, I was hysterical. I mean, I like locked my bedroom doors and was just in a puddle of tears because I just, we had worked so hard not to get COVID. I was mm-hmm. floored that we had actually got it. I mean, we had given up everything. We were isolated. We didn't, we said no to everything and yet somehow still got it. Mm. Um, and still don't exactly know how, but I was a hot mess. And, and I said, okay, the normal tools in my toolkit aren't working. I've written about meditation. Meditation is my book. It's a tool and it's a strategy in my book that I recommend and talk about. I I might actually need to pull, put this tool in my toolkit for right now, because I'm, I'm struggling. And I found myself like on YouTube, downloading a meditation app 
and laying in bed for 40 minutes, like Mm. imagining blue light washing over my lungs. And like, (laughs) I did it Mm. and I felt better for having done it. So here's the thing. It's like, what I talk about in your fully charged life is that these are tools and different tools for different times, different tools for different people. You don't really ever know what you're going to need. Like there's going to be a a tip or trick or strategy that's like in the back of your mind. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, that's why that worked. Maybe, oh, okay, that right now, right? And and it suddenly you need it and it clicks and it works. Um, I needed it in that moment that that hasn't come back for me. Hmm. Um, because I have so many other tips and tricks and tools and strategies that I, that I use to stay optimistic, prioritize positivity and live with yay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How many times have you said that phrase there? Well, probably never. <laughs> Sometimes people, like, stuff rolls out of my mouth and they're like, what did you, I'm like, I don't know. I have no idea what I said. Because <laughs> so I am trying to, I take notes so that we can use them in social media and stuff. I'm like, oh, she talks way too fast to get it all down. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm trying to talk slower, but my brain works really fast. My yeah. husband calls it the hamster on the wheel. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's like the, there's a hamster running in my brain at all times. <laughs> Wearing very brightly colored. Uh, totally. Light, Neon spandex. <laughs> So Megan, you know, a lot of the women that listen are are runners and we have a big group of our train, like a mother community, um, who's, they are racing a 20 K this weekend. So that's a lot miles of running. So let's, let's talk about, you know, some of the strategies in your book, let's say someone is out there, they're running their 20 K and it starts to get hard or they're hurting, or they start to have self doubt. What are some of the strategies from your book that you think might help them in those moments? I always love to flash back to something you've overcome in the past. It's very, very effective and science proven. So, okay, you're at mile seven and you got a cramp or you you feel like you want to give up. Okay, well, flash back to a time where you crushed 10 miles, where you crushed a half marathon, where you crushed another distance or another obstacle in life. Like you nailed a tough presentation, right? You conquered seven loads of laundry, Like flashback (laughs) to something you've conquered in the past, because there's so much good research behind just realizing you're a person who does hard things and you will do hard things again, Mm -hmm. um, can be very effective. I'm also really big on mantras. Um, I think that the message we tell ourselves are really the only messages that matter. And my mantras change on the daily. And sometimes it's just you're stronger than you think you are. Or sometimes it's as simple as unstoppable, unstoppable, unstoppable. Um, but I will give myself pep talks on the regular when it, when I'm running, when I'm typing, when I'm folding laundry, because what we tell ourselves is really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you could give our runners this weekend one mantra to, to make them feel strong and unstoppable towards their finish line what would it be? I think mantras are very personal. Um, and I think that we all kind of need to define that for ourselves because what motivates me is probably not going to be what motivates you or anyone else. Um, but what if it was find your yay and whatever that means, find your yay in this race. And maybe it's that you, you know, maybe it's because you PR'd or maybe it's because your shoelaces never came untied for the entire (laughs) mileage, right? Like it doesn't matter. What is the yay of the the race for you. Um, and what can you notice? What yay can you find on the course? Um, really just pausing to be aware mm-hmm. and, and to be in awe of what's awesome and, and to be grateful for your body. 
I mean, I say this all the time. I don't have to run. I get to run. And when I was sick with COVID or when I had pneumonia or when I'm having, when I'm struggling with my asthma and I'm on, I'm out there logging the miles. Wow. I get to do this. My body's strong today. I get to be here. And maybe that means I have to walk a little bit, or maybe that means I trip over my untied shoelaces, whatever that means, but I still get to do this. Lucky me that my body is strong enough to be able to do this. Hmm. Megan, I have to say you are, um, you are very different than Dimity and me, but you, in that answer, you are very much a, an amalgam of Dimity and me because she is very much of the, I, she oftentimes, you know, um, preaches to people, you know, the, the whole, I get to do this. And yet I also am the one who can always find a yay. You mentioned yeah. earlier that you can always silver line anything. Exactly. And, and I love First of all, that you use silver line as a verb. Um, <laughs> <laughs> My copy editors don't always love that, Sarah. <laughs> you can work at Nike one day. They specialize right? in, in uh, making uh, <laughs> nouns, verbs. And um, yeah, but the, the, you know, that's very much me finding, finding the yay and everything. So I hope, I hope that um, all of that rubs off on people. And I really hope that people pick up your book. And um, we're doing a Facebook giveaway, actually, of it um, yeah. the day this episode comes out. So yay. So now people are just, they're having to go pee their brains out because they've drank so much noon from all the yays in this podcast. <laughs> thank, <laughs> thank you, Megan. Um, the only bummer about this is it makes me um, miss being able to see you in person. I often think of I that. I know. We had a, a very fun, lively lunch, I remember once, and um, walking back to the Condé Nast building and yeah. just being kind of in awe of you. So Thank you for sharing of yourself and um, good luck with your book and everything. Oh my gosh. Thank you. I'm, I'm grateful for the chance to, to share. It's a, a very weird time during a pandemic to launch a book <laughs> yes. for someone as social and personable as me who can't go to a bookstore or a signing yeah. or, you know, hug yeah. it out with people in person. So <laughs> I, I'm always grateful for these opportunities just to be able to share and connect. Yeah. Good, good. All right. You take care. You too. Yay. Well, it has been, like I said, I've known Megan for decades and um, it was, I, I just love people who are authentic to themselves and she is very much that. So um, I love that. I love that. So yeah. All right. Well, Liz, I think I'm going to get to hopefully see you um, twice in the next um, coming months uh, at, our, at our women's running retreats. I mean, we haven't, we haven't officially signed you and coach Jen up, Excuse but me? Uh... Excuse me. I have not gotten the invite. <laughs> yes. okay. well, it's in the mail. It's in the mail. You and you know, USPS is very slow these days. Send it to my agent. <laughs> so anyway, well, if people want to feel some yay, they can definitely find it at our women's running retreats. Um, they add some serious yay to your life. We have two of them coming up. Uh, the first one is this fall. Yes. Oh my goodness. October 22 to 25 here, right here in Portland, Oregon. And then February 25 to 28 of next year on Hilton Head Island, which is just off the coast of South Carolina. And they're just are so much fun, such high energy in person, obviously. And they are group runs led by me and coach Liz and Adrian Martini. There's people of all different paces that lead them. There's Dimity doing strength sessions and leading people on walks, yoga, expert led sessions on a variety of topics. Uh, an in-person podcast recording, tasty dinners, cocktails, shopping, exploring, a boisterous, very boisterous farewell dinner that oftentimes has karaoke on the last night. It is fabulous. 
you want to be a part of it and spots are selling out quickly. So to find all the details, see some photos and to register, go to anothermotherrunner.com and click on the retreats tab in the top navigation. Again, anothermotherrunner.com and look for that retreats tab in the top nav. Many happy, yay filled miles. 